Welcome to the Insta Mama Show. Hi, this is Rachel. And this is Natalie. And, and we, we are the Insta Mamas. We are sisters with a podcast where we talk about everything from adoption, foster care, healthy, clean living, motherhood, and, and everything in between. Thanks for listening. Hey, this is Natalie. And this is Rachel. And we are so excited to do a Thanksgiving episode. And honestly, life, we should do these more often. Like, we decided to do something kind of different. We've never done this before. We are wrapping lumpia as we speak. Mm-hmm. We ha- um, If you don't know what lumpia is, it's a Filipino. Um, it's the closest thing I can think that most people would understand. It's like almost like a spring roll or an egg roll. Yes. Except there's no egg in it, and it's 100 times better. And it's so good. Oh it goodness. is so good. So it's like kind of a yeah deep fry um, it in like a, a pastry and it wraps up and it looks kind of like a little egg roll, but it's, if you yes. haven't had it. So if you hear us crinkling and bickering over who gets to use the spoon, um, because, and the reason why we're doing it while we're doing the podcast, because we're going to talk about some of our traditions from years past from our family and just some of like, it brings back so many good memories to wrap lumpia together and there's just so much about it. Like before my wedding, we sat with all the aunties and grandpa and we wrapped what, 400 lumpia? Yeah, same for my wedding. So if those of you who haven't listened to our storytelling podcast, which was all the way back in... I can link it in the show notes. All the way back in our first season, which is funny, Nally. I go back and listen to our first season and it's just so cringe. It just makes me laugh. Well, if I'm you like, cringe at your past, it means... You've grown, you've grown, right? So that's good. Yeah, it just makes me laugh because I'm like, wow, we've come a long ways. Yeah. I mean, I've just come a long ways as a person, I guess. Like, yeah. Not just the quality of our podcast, but I'm like, oh my goodness. But yeah, anyways, well, and so I the thing with, with rolling lumpia is if you look up a recipe for it online, it usually calls for what? For 200 or something yeah. like that because it's meant to be enjoyed with family with people because you make it with family and friends and then you eat it with family and friends and the wrappers themselves come in like packages of 50 so and once you open a wrapper you can't really save them because they dry out really fast so it's kind of like you're gonna make this for a large family gathering Mm -hmm. so we're like making it but it just reminds me of all like so like we would all be fighting over the spoon to put the filling in the wrapper and then (laughs) my grandpa would like another spoon exactly no we have to share the same spoon and the same bowl of water or you'd have an auntie saying oh you're overfilling that too much oh you're overfilling it overfilling it or you have cousins that are like filling it over on purpose so that they can rip the lumpia wrapper and then eat it right then and there (laughs) It tastes it tastes good like it's supposed to be fried, but it tastes good just raw too. I know. Well, maybe just to those who are used to eating lumpia. But yes. <laughs> um so the reason we're wrapping it too is Natalie has been selling them to help pay for some adoption costs. And even though her adoption's like completely paid for now. Well, don't say that out loud. I mean maybe. Well, maybe that's superstitious of me and we're not superstitious. I'm a little stitious. Don't care. We're just having a conversation here. Yeah. But I mean, yes, in theory, it's raised, but you can always. You, but you they always... have some traveling costs, you know, because they're going to be traveling with what four people there and five people back. Well, we can just start over. So okay, let's why just are start we over. why are we ro- rolling this lumpia? Well, we're rolling some lumpia because Natalie is doing it as a fundraiser for her adoption. We did one round where we sold a bunch of lumpia, and then now people are, like, coming back, and they're like, we want more. So we thought, what a good way before the holidays to wrap some lumpia. People put them in the freezer, and then they have them for their holiday get-togethers. They they make great, like, appetizers. Oh, my gosh, they're amazing. Um, And then I don't know about other Filipinos, but we grew up only getting lumpia on special occasions yeah, so like, like christmas, christmas thanksgiving, thanksgiving quit saying stuff at the, the same, same time, time that i'm me. saying stuff okay that didn't work out <laughs> we're sisters not twins all right no um but yeah so it's a very nostalgic thing for us that because the wrapping of it is so communal because filipinos are a very family oriented very communal mm-hmm. Um, and even I'm on a Filipino cooking group because we're adopting a little boy from the Philippines. 
and I want to be able to cook dishes and stuff and make him feel comfortable. And uh, and someone posted, well, how do you learn? She was she's like, I just married a Filipino guy, and I'm trying to figure out how to make lumpia. How do I wrap it correctly? And all the aunties got on the comments, and it made me laugh. There was like 200 comments on this one post, and people were like, you have to call on the ancestors of, yeah. of, of aunties and, and grandma's past. And, and she's like, you need to have 10 aunties stand around you criticizing you for 10 years, and then you'll kind of be good at doing it. And it, just, <laughs> it made me laugh because I'm like, oh, that's so – the aunties stand around, and they, tell you, they pass their knowledge, and our grandpa would um, – tell us stories while we wrapped oh, yes. about his father so our grandfather our great-grandfather i should say so his dad immigrated from the philippines when he was 19 years old just at the start of the great depression yeah and um had no family no money and made a life for himself in the united states and um one of the sad parts about the time he came here is there was a lot of uh, discrimination against immigrants you know a lot of people were really scared there wasn't jobs and uh he um had to overcome a lot of that but he never was a victim you know mm -hmm. he always taught his children to keep their head up high and um and it's crazy to think but even when our grandpa married our grandma um in some states like interrace marriage was still not legal yeah and so it's kind of crazy how far we've come just in a generation and I think part of that is the work that our great-grandfather did to make a life for himself and to be successful and to pass on um, his culture tradition. So for a long time, he didn't share his Filipino heritage. Yeah, that's the sad part is like my grandfather even talked about how his sisters would put a lot of powder on their face to make mm -hmm. their skin look light and they would bleach their hair and they weren't allowed to speak their language. And because our great-grandfather, that was um, his way of protecting his children. Like he didn't want them to be treated the way that he was treated. So he's like, they're going to know English, they're going to know American culture. And so a lot of the Filipino culture was lost and it wasn't until later that we got to hear our great grandfather's stories about his life in the Philippines which is kind of cool so he lived to be a uh, well so we say he lived to 100 I, I'll give it to him he lived two weeks shy of his 100th birthday are you rewrapping mine Rachel well I just I just could have used just a little bit of help oh my goodness that yeah. is the other thing is older sisters have to correct your we are giving, wrapping. We are giving these to people, so <laughs> it's just like they need to be professional. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so but he, we actually, so he got to meet his great, great grandchildren. So we have a picture of our our great grandpa, our grandpa, our dad, our sister, and her her oldest daughter. Yeah. So there's five generations, and that is one of my prized possession in our family is that picture. Yeah. But I think it's so cool how yeah, like you said, in the end of his life, he re like reignited his love for Filipino culture and taught us how to cook, and um, things like that. But the language was lost. His kids never learned to speak the language and that is kind of lost to history and so now that we're adopting a little boy from the philippines ah uh, it's so cool because uh, um when i told our grandparents they started crying Aww. and it was so special and i think that and for me it's really special getting to go to the philippines i've never been before so i'm really excited so we just wanted to take this time where we're wrapping and being nostalgic and thinking of stories of our childhood, um, you know, because this... Well, and I loved what Grandpa said when he was like, oh, you're adopting from the Philippines. We got some lumpia in the freezer if you want some. <laughs> it's like, how long has that lumpia been in the freezer? But that's what I love, like, you know, just having it ready at any given time. Like, they're just... Um, he's the one who's taught us all about uh, how to cook the different ways and and, and pancit and lumpia and different uh Ooh, and what's another one we like well to he i think chop suey isn't necessarily filipino no. but it's one his grandfather taught him how to make it's like a chinese fusion one um but then also chicken adobo chicken adobo my so filipino chicken adobo not mexican adobo that's the oh, other interesting thing about the philippines is there's so much inter like there's hispanic culture and chinese culture and with the indigenous people filipino culture so it's it's been so fun i feel like i'm reconnecting with a part of me 
Um, By adopting your son. Yeah, and I might get emotional about this. As I was doing research, I was kind of grieved that I Mm. didn't know the language, that I didn't know more about the culture, that I would read something. Can I do, um, can I do, um, can I do, um, uh, uh, Don Quixote? We're going to stick with Daniel Tiger, okay? Okay. Thank you. So when I was doing the research, I was kind of grieved a little bit because there were things I didn't know. Mm. And then I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's so, our family is that way because that's Filipino culture. And and then I'd be like, oh, we didn't know that. We didn't know that. And our mom worked really hard. It's funny. Our mom is, uh, is Caucasian. Caucasian. And honestly, she doesn't really know anything about her heritage. Yeah, that's something that's been lost to her family for generations. Um but she worked so hard for us to know about our Filipino culture. And that's why I think yes. we're as connected to it as we are. I know. Even she tried to make, like, she learned how to make ponce and she learned how to make lumpia. And <laughs> Did you say she tried to learn? <laughs> At first I was like, she tried to learn uh, how to make it. She listens to this podcast, Rachel. <laughs> I was saying that. I was like, oh, no, she listens. <laughs> no, yeah. we love you, Mom. But yeah. she would take us to these parties and expose us to the culture, even though it might. It was, looking back, I'm like, oh, that was probably a little uncomfortable for her and out of her comfort zone. Um, but I cherish those memories as a kid. And I'm thinking connected to adoption. I want to bring we'll bring this all back to just thankfulness and adoption because it's National Adoption Month. Yes. And it's the month I adopted our my husband and I adopted our daughter three years ago. I cannot believe it's been three years. I know. I'm just gotcha days coming up. So but I just I was grieved by the things that I had lost and I'm like imagine how much our adopted children feel that loss from time to time. Yeah. Even if they don't express it like say you adopt like you know our daughter was adopted we, she came to live with us at nine months old and she wasn't adopted until she was um, a little past her second birthday. But imagine if, oh no, just right before her second birthday, sorry. Not like these details matter, but <laughs> imagine, will you, like one day she will be a teenager and she'll grow up and she loves her Filipino culture because I feel like culture doesn't have to be by blood. No, and especially she, when you're adopted. And she loves wrapping lumpia she loves hearing my grandpa's stories she loves all of that but um just imagine just when we think about when she's older and she doesn't really know anything about her former culture there is going to be that grief and there is going to be that loss but our biggest thing is we say out of all the cultures and all the parts of you where you come from you are adopted into our family but you are also adopted into the kingdom of christ and you are being raised up in the Christian culture. Mm-hmm. And that should be your first culture before all else is your relationship with the Lord and your identity in Him. And that you are so fearfully and wonderfully made. Yeah, and all those things are really wonderful, you know. And I love that we're reconnecting with our Filipino culture. Because Rachel and I are only, what, an eighth Filipino? Natalie, I claim more than that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, um... But you're right. Like, so much of culture is religion and food and, and language and language and, mm-hmm. and our family culture. And so, you know, we're going to have a Filipino, an Indian, an Irish, Italian. Yeah. <laughs> My husband is more Irish and Italian than I am Filipino. But, you know, and so we, we connect to these cultures in such ways. And I learned how to cook Indian food when we adopted our daughter even though that was so out of my comfort zone at the time like I really and now well, my and family Indian loves food it is like a labor of love because it's a lot of work it is like every recipe takes three or four hours I looked up a recipe <clears throat> it's like a two-day affair and I'm like okay well I think we're gonna I take out for that one this yesterday, <laughs> I this yesterday. <laughs> but I mean they do a lot of like batch baking in um India where they make like their daily dolls and curries um and doll is just like another word for like lentil bean you know um different dolls and curries and kind of use them throughout the week and make fresh bread each day but so um but I learned I we had to learn a lot not had to we got to learn a lot so that our daughter would grow up being as connected to her culture as we could and then someday we do plan to take her back to yeah. India. Sorry, I'm making you rewrap all mine. Not rewrap. We wrap them in the wrapper, and then we wrap the the lumpia 
in like a little plasticky thing. That's probably what you're hearing. Um, to make sure that it's, it's not a it's like a stay, parchment paper stay nice and fresh keeps them nice and fresh and then we throw them in the freezer and then you pull them out and thaw them for like what 10 15 minutes mm-hmm. just enough so that they'll cook fast and then you deep fry them and oh my mouth is watering i know i oh as i'm making these i'm like i don't get to eat any of these i know <laughs> I'm like but sorry they don't have a gluten-free version people but um well, technically, the wrappers are gluten-free because they are rice wrappers. But you oh, have really? to use a gluten-free soy sauce. We did not use a gluten-free soy sauce. Yeah. Sorry. But they're gluten low. Yeah. Gluten <laughs> low. So um, low glue. Low yeah. gluten. Um, but yeah, so just I, I just wanted to take some time to just talk about how thankful we are for the season of life we're in. Um, and just kind of catch you guys up to what season of life we've kind of had to take a little bit of a break here and just there's been a lot going on with our adoption and life and and all the new things but and and your daughter's had quite a few like appointments they all kind of just came at the same time yeah it's it's just the nature of the beast you know she has some special needs so um (laughs) but she started kindergarten and is loving it and just we're enjoying we're in a very good season right now where it's just the three of us and we're really excited to grow our family but at the same time we're just really trying to enjoy these last few months of just just us three and just the lots of special time we get to spend together and um you know it's it's been hard on a lot of people the economic situation yes and with the holidays coming up i know and dad's moms feel it they want to we want to give our kids the world i'm not i'm gonna you want to i mean every time i go to the department store do people say department stores anymore? What are you, 150 years old? <laughs> like, every time I go to the department store, I see something else that I want to get for her. And I'm like, oh, she would love this. And we do. We want to, we want to in a sense, kind of spoil our children because we love them. Like, mm-hmm. even the Bible talks about how even an evil, evil man man. wants to give good gifts to his kids. But I think what we've been really focusing on this year is just how thankful we are for what the Lord has done in our lives and that we want to center our holidays now around that thankfulness not around how much presents we're going to get not around the gift giving not around because you know some people's love language is gift giving and i think that's wonderful and they want to and ariana is the only (laughs) grandbaby and like niece on that side of the family like she doesn't have any cousins or anything on my husband's side of the family i mean she has tons on my side but so you know she people love her and her family and my husband's family love her and they want to bless her and stuff so she'll get like all that from her her family and they are so good about um getting even practical stuff that she's really going to love and she's really going to appreciate too it's not just a bunch of random toys that she'll never play with you know what i mean but i we're just really trying to focus this year on what are we thankful for like is this time of year all about what we can get or what we can accomplish and so one thing our mother used to do to us and she had six mother mother one thing call her mothers one thing our you're being so formal i don't know one One thing thing, our mother did (laughs) one thing our mom our mama i still call her mama one thing our (laughs) mama mama can you teach me how to make those country grits But one thing our mama... Who's from Ohio, by the way. Yeah. Who um, she did with us is... She didn't do this always, but at some point she switched over to making us each only get three gifts. And Rachel, I don't know if mom ever did this. You were saying that the other day, but I don't remember it at all. She totally did. That's where the idea came from. I thought we got it from a lady we babysat No, call her up. All right, fact, we'll have her check fact check this episode. Because but anyways, what were you saying? Remember, one year she got us the Shrek movie, and that was our share gift. So Okay, so explain the premise of the so three gifts. So she started the three gifts, because baby Jesus got three gifts, and it was... If it's some, good enough for baby Jesus. <laughs> but, you know, like, he had gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And so our gold present was something that, like, we really wanted, like... 
you know, oh, this is just something that I would really love. Not just some random things. That baby doll that pooped and peed. Remember that? Why? Anyways, that's what we wanted. Exactly. But it was, and then something you could wear and something you could share. Mm -hmm. That's what our mother did. Some people did something you could read, something you could. Something you need. Yeah. But our mom did. It doesn't have to rhyme. Gold, something you can wear, and something you. Yeah, it doesn't have to rhyme. <laughs> but yeah, because I remember one year that she got us. so fake. <laughs> she got us the Shrek. I meant for it what to be. What is this like? Criticize my sister hour. <laughs> no, I was talking about my laugh. <laughs> oh my! I don't know, Rachel. I, I'm pent up. A lot of pent up stuff. We're gonna work it out here on the podcast. Okay, Just one kidding. thing is Natalie and I. We're not easily offended, all right? And we love to tease each other. And so we have to remember when we're around, like, regular people, we, like, are, like, oh, we can't, like... Sometimes I'll stop when we're, like, in a group of friends. I'll be, like, we're not actually being mean to each other, just so you know. Like, we... This is how we talk to we're, each other. It, yeah. So, like, so yeah, we started doing, like, what we, Rachel was trying to say 15 minutes ago was... Um, <laughs> we do... Instead of doing a bajillion gifts... Where's my paper? Rachel's trying to steal my wrappers. You hear that? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm hoarding them over here. No. <laughs> um, so instead of doing like 20 gifts at Christmas, we do three. Yeah. And then, of course, the grandparents get presents and the cousins might send presents. And But then also we do like stocking stuffers. And then, but, but yeah, those are all the cheesy little tiny things. we don't, we don't like go all out on stocking stuffers either. Like I, I know some families will do like gift cards and... All kinds of stuff in their stockings. I'm like, that's pretty sweet. We have like a $15 budget for the stocking. With our daughter, it's all, what can we get at the, well, now the $1.25 store. Or we were at Claire's the other day and they were having clearance. So everything was like marked down to $2. And then it was buy three, get three free. So pretty much everything was marked down to a dollar. Six-year-old me would have been having a heyday. I know. And we just And I'm like, I got to credit card now <laughs> so we just cleared out that clears the, the clearance section but we didn't spend a bunch of money no either. i was like um six dollars no six dollars but um where i was going with that we realized this year my husband and i we were talking to our daughter about gifts and last year the year before last she would have been happy with an avocado like she would have been like thank you mom and dad you're so great like everything she was so thankful and she loved it so much but then something happens and i think this is just normal development in your kids she got done opening her gifts from us last year and we got her nice things you know and of course as they get older their gifts get more expensive so they don't get as much and the first thing she did when she opened her last gift was like is that it and we're like Right. Yeah. I need to excuse myself. But, and I think a lot of parents get frustrated because they have these expectations of their kids being like, oh, thank you, mom. This is so great. And it's like, you know, you have to teach your kids gratefulness. They're just mm-hmm. not automatically. And especially if they're being bombarded with gifts. Like, yeah, it's harder to be grateful when we're getting so many things. And, and especially for our adoptive kids, I think we want to overcompensate for their loss. Yeah, they've had So a we're like, okay. Past. And, even when I was fostering, I noticed that too. Like, our foster kids got so many presents. Of course, we would get them a present, and I would make sure to get them like something they really wanted. You know, one year we had this thirteen-year-old boy, and he really wanted a Seahawks jersey. You know, so I mean, like, we those tr- are expensive. We tried to get like a gift that they'd really like, and then a bunch of stocking stuffers because all the other gifts would come from DSH DSHS. Like one one of our boys. His social worker's car was completely filled to the brim with presents, her trunk of her car, when she brought him his presents. And it was so sweet because she was excited to give him his presents. But um, she, like, it was so overwhelming. And then it's kind of like... Because they get, like, charities donate the presents. to, And then also, and don't, don't they get a budget to buy presents, too? Yeah, and they get a budget to buy... Because they don't want any of the foster kids to not Because then some presents. foster kids probably won't have foster parents that buy them. buy them presents and that is probably very rare or some kids might come on christmas eve and a foster parent didn't have time to plan that you and know? didn't have enough gifts i, I mean I, i've well, had foster is... parents who've told me that like oh we didn't have time and so we had to like go grab some random stuff and unwrap some of our own kids gifts and like try to put them under the tree so you know because so a lot of times the social workers will have stuff for that but then again they're getting presents 
from well, this is the other hard thing donations of people they donations know their bio families often give them presents too so there's just like there's this so overwhelming sense and what they they don't want toys they want stability and this is the hard thing too a lot of kids that come through foster care a lot of trauma happens around the holidays yeah because it's stressful and there's alcohol involved a lot of times and all the things that we kind of keep together at other times of the year kind of come to the top at towards the end of the year and kids yeah. are home from school so they're like not eating routine. they're out of routine they're not eating as well because a lot of kids get the free lunch and free breakfast so and then they come into care if they come into care around christmas it's so traumatic and such a hard time so even if you prepare the perfect christmas the perfect thanksgiving you might still have a kid who's having a really hard time because they just want to be with their family and so it's a really hard season for a lot of kids that come yeah. from trauma so it's really tempting to hear that and your heart just be like want to overcompensate and give them the best christmas possible and yes we always did that we made sure we did like santa photos and we made sure that we did the christmas lights and the hot cocoa and the cookie decorating but we had to be very careful not to pack it in and overwhelm it so i think even just especially for adoptive and foster parents but even just any everyday regular old parent wants to give their kids nice gifts so it's very tempting to just be like and i'm not saying if you're a person who just loves to load your kids up with gifts i hope that this isn't coming off judgmental but for our family and personally for us we are really focusing this year on thankfulness what are we thankful for what are the gifts that the lord has already given us this year especially because a lot of families are having to really um sorry rachel's packing her she's making noises we're all making noises because we're packing we're packing lumpia um but and i just overfilled that one so maybe that's a mess up one um so sorry i lost my train of thought but yeah, we're a lot of families are not going to be able to do a big vacation for, um, they aren't going to be able to do a big vacation for Christmas, or they're not going to be able to do as many presents as they've done in the past because inflation and job losses and people have been, have been changing jobs a lot, so you might not even have vacation saved. Well, even gas right now is just crazy expensive. So a lot of people aren't traveling for Christmas, and um, so it can kind of start to feel a little disappointing and dreary you're like oh this isn't going to be a very fun christmas but i just think about the grinch we just watched the grinch the other day you know when he steals all the toys and then at the very end you have Yahoo, i've never learned the words to that well i'm pretty sure it's in who language isn't it <laughs> but, they're, they're, but they're all singing and gathered around the christmas tree and it's like Yes. Did you watch the Jim Carrey version or the like Dr. Seuss one? Okay, so the Jim Carrey version is her favorite one, but we watched the Dr. Seuss okay. one because that's <laughs> the Jim what's... Carrey one is so weird. But that's I love it though. That's what's free on YouTube. Oh. <laughs> but, but it's such a we don't have any streaming services, so because <laughs> we're saving money this yeah. year. But um, I just think about that simplicity. We have a lady in our church, and she's from like many. I'm not quite sure. I don't want to quote her age, but I mean, she literally lived in like times when they were like founding cities in idaho like that's how far back she goes and she was just telling me on christmas day they'd fill up baskets with like oranges and baked goods and take them over to the neighbor's house and i was like oh my gosh that just sounds like a movie sounds like little like little house on the prairie yeah and i was just like and she just talked about how they'd get out their instruments and they'd just sing carols and just that simplicity just made my heart like like think about an orange was like a delicacy and they'd each get one present and so she said she'd get so excited for this teeny little present that would be under the tree and now our kids are kind of disappointed when there's only 10 presents right oh all of a sudden so it's like what are ways that we can teach our kids to kind of go back to that simplicity because with every generation it's just going to get worse and worse Mm -hmm. unless you change it in your generation and i feel like we can fall into it too i mean our mom we had a big family and our mom's love number language. love love language is giving gifts and she did a very she would start christmas shopping in july yeah. i mean it is her she just 
and she loves so she would have us each stop and open a present look at who it's from open it up take the time to appreciate it and then look at the person who gave it and say thank you and give them a hug mm-hmm. and i really appreciate that um growing up because i feel like it teaches the kid to slow down instead of like ripping into the next gift and you would never ever say i didn't like something yeah never that like never occurred to me when i watched uh what's that oh that movie um harry potter the first one I'm sorry if you don't watch Harry Potter. But um, I was like, he's mad because he only got 35 presents. And last year he got 36. And they're like amazing presents. They're like a TV and a bike. And he's just, oh, last year I got I got 35 presents. <laughs> Do you like my British accent? So I probably would be like, what part of Britain are you from? Because that was so convincing. I'm from London. <laughs> sorry, you guys. We're just having fun here, all right? Um. Like, so, I cannot follow this podcast anymore. <laughs> but, um, yeah, this is not a serious one. We might cry in this one. We'll see. Yeah. Usually we laugh and cry, but this one's just been kind of silly. Yeah. Uh, but because Rachel and I have been just in such a giddy mood lately of just all the, just reveling in all the good things God's done for us. Yes. And, and I think it starts with being thankful before you get the thing. Like, I'm thankful no matter what happens on Christmas Day. And then not even just Christmas Day, but even Thanksgiving, I think we have the Pinterest age has some good things about it. Mm-hmm. We always talk about the evils and the good of, of social media. Like, I wouldn't have been able to plan my wedding without Pinterest. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Cause or I, even invite people. Apparently now it's like, who's coming to your wedding? How did they send you a Facebook, Facebook invite? invite? I'm like, like, are you serious? So many people came to my wedding that did not RSVP, but that's just the the age we live in. But, um, but yeah, the uh, Pinterest I couldn't have planned my wedding without it. But now it's like, oh, if you look on, if look up Thanksgiving dinner on Pinterest, and you're gonna lose your mind. You'll cry. You're like, they have sixteen different dishes. Four of them are meat, and this and that. And it's like, well, how many of us eat everything on Thanksgiving? And how many of us are so sick of Thanksgiving food like three days later? Like, Mm -hmm. why don't we decide what we really care about, get around a table with people we love, and just are thankful for the good things. And with inflation, food has been so expensive. You know, I I was at the grocery store the other day, and, you know, it's the rush before Thanksgiving, so everyone was there. And they're doing a deal where you get a free turkey if you buy so much food. And there's people everywhere, and I'm just like... In the past, that right before Thanksgiving is always like a really exciting time. I mean, mm-hmm. it's busy, but there seemed to be like almost, I forgot to tell you this, Rachel, but almost like an air of like fear at the Aww. grocery store. It that reminds my heart. And me too, because that means people are going, yeah, means people are going hungry this time of year. And, um, and so, yeah, it just, and people are really counting the cost of things. And yeah. they, and I've noticed people don't just put everything in their cart. They like, they're thinking about everything they're putting in their cart and they're like mm-hmm. counting it in their head. And, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with living that way. It's just, I think a lot of Americans have not had to live that way for a long time. Yeah. And now all of a sudden we're all like, Ooh, you know? Yeah. And so... I mean, our family, you know, when my husband and I, we went through our separation and when we came back together, we pretty much had to start over. And one of the precedents is we wanted to be frugal and pay off debt and get in a good situation to buy a house. So, I mean, we already live frugally anyways, but now it's like, oh, we're having to live. It's like forced frugality. Yeah. So, it's yeah, it's been, and, and, you know, people are families are really struggling financially Mm -hmm. but um and i think you know the last two years people a lot of things have come to the surface with this this pandemic and and people are really trying to figure out what they believe and why they believe it and there's just so much fear going around and i just you know i just think november can just be a time for us to just say lord thank you yeah. All of our problems are still better than, like, the problems of people around the world. Yeah. You know? I mean, maybe that's a really morbid way to think about no. it. But. No, it's funny because we were at the dollar store and we were waiting in line the other day and there was these two little 
elderly ladies talking about how horrible the economy is, how they can't believe how everything's so expensive, mm-hmm. the fact that the dollar store is a dollar twenty-five store, and nobody wants. You know, they were going on and on with real legitimate things, and Ariana just looks at them and she goes, "Do you guys know Jesus?" And I'm like, "Yes, I love that heart posture of a child. That's like, why?" You, don't you know Jesus? Like, mm-hmm. he's going to provide for you. Because that's what we'll say. Because a lot of times we'll be out in public and Ariana will hear people complaining or be like, oh, haven't, like so many people say, oh, can you believe the price of this? Can you believe the price of that? And I just and I just always look at Ariana and I tell her, because I don't want her to be fearful when people speak fear into her. And I just say, who provides for us? The Lord always provides. Have we ever gone hungry? Have we got, ever gone without? The Lord provides for us and in abundance because he's a good and loving God. Are we going to be living as abundantly as we did last year when mommy was working and daddy was working? And, you know, no, I'm staying at home this year with her. I stopped working and I decided to start homeschooling my daughter. And the Lord just led us in that direction. And with myself not having a paycheck that comes in, it is hard sometimes but the Lord always provides for us. And it's not like we're just scraping by. And there are seasons where it feels like we're scraping by. But in all that, the Lord is so good. And I just wanted to share a scripture that I read. And this is the Passion Translation. So if you're like a purist with scripture. and um, But I... We all should be a purist with scripture. Well, I mean, I, what I mean is I just have been loving the Passion Translation. And it's, it's really translated from Greek, but it's more of like a poetic version. But in Psalm 71, 14, it says, No matter what, I'll trust in you to help me. Nothing will stop me from praising you to magnify your glory. And I just thought like, what a good heart posture to be in. A no matter what heart heart posture because honestly this time of year when it comes to the end of the year my birthday is also in January so it always feels like so significant a whole nother year has gone by a whole nother age of a year has gone by you know my birthday is not in the middle of the year but at the end of the year I always reflect that's another year of infertility that's another year of no's that's another year of multiple pregnancy tests and it's very easy for me to get sucked into that and like really disappointed you know I see the mom we didn't get enough done this yeah. year or we didn't accomplish you know yeah or I'm not where I wanted to be you know but for me personally it always comes back to the infertility and we talk about baby Jesus a lot but this year it just clicked with me the Lord is being have a no matter what I'm going to praise you and be thankful heart posture. Instead of focusing on all the moms holding their little babies in church, focus on that little baby that Mary held in her hands, that little baby that brought salvation. And if salvation is the only gift that God gives to me in my lifetime, which we know that's not true. I've had, I can't tell you how many things the Lord has done for me. But if salvation was the only thing that he said, I'm going to do for you, then I could sing his praise forever and ever and ever and ever. Yeah, and it's funny because I see this time of year as a little bit different because for me it's not a time of loss. It's a time of celebration. I mean, all of us it is because we celebrate Thanksgiving and we celebrate Christmas. But for me, we adopted our daughter in in November and brought her home in December. And so, like, the month of um, November is, like, honestly for me, it is just I am reveling the whole time. Don't you think it's just fun? It's so, it is fun. It's more than that, than just fun. It's, I'm so humbled and so blessed. Like, how different my life was three years ago when we got the call to go to India, you know? And how blessed it is, how it's hard in different ways now. There's different types of work. I don't work anymore outside the home. I'm a stay-at-home mom now. But just like all the things that God has blessed me with and and blessed our family and now we're about to add another one. And I just Mm. think, you know, but even that I have to give to God. I'm like, oh, I can't do a Christmas without him. And it's like, well, that's the Lord's decision and I may have to. And so all I can do is trust the Lord with all my heart and lean not on my own understanding. And um, in all your ways, acknowledge him In all my ways, acknowledge him. And I and I I've learned over the years to not overcomplicate it to not do 17 dishes at thanksgiving to Mm -hmm. not to not um worry about having the right outfit at the right time or you know because my my daughter 
I don't want to overwhelm her. And, and my husband's really good at, at pulling me back in because I'll... I'll... So is mine. <laughs> so what do you know when you have really high-strung wives? <laughs> <laughs> you get low, you get guys that are calm. But on Christmas Day, even I, he notices that she's starting to get kind of like, you know, um, overstimulated. And he'll say, oh, let's go take a break and we'll go read a book or play a game. And I just want to open all the presents in one sitting. And I'm like... And you want her to love each one. Like, oh, sir, didn't you see this? Like, you know... <laughs> And I'm like, well, that's just not our lives right now. Like that's, and that's okay. Like I'm learning to love the life I have instead of like imagining a Pinterest life that I want. And at the end of the day, oh, sorry. <laughs> isn't that at the end of the day, the delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. It's not that a magic pill that we say, oh, I delighted in the Lord. So now I get my crystal pony yeah which why would you want that i don't know even i i natalie i used to have that same attitude like lord i've delighted myself in you and i'm still not having a baby and it's like no he's like it as you delight yourself in the lord your desires become aligned with him yeah you you care about the things he cares about him and 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 god doesn't care about the trivial things i mean here's the thing he, he does because <laughs> he loves us, which is so special. Like I think about Jesus feeding the 5,000 and he's looked at them. He's like, they're like a sheep without a shepherd. And That's what he was heartbroken about. Not that they were hungry, but I mean, but part of a shepherd's job is feeding the, the spiritual sure feeding fed. and also the emotional feeding and spiritual feeding. But he had compassion on them and he fed them. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I just think that's such a vision of a, uh, of how good God is, right? Yes. Like mm-hmm. he loves us in our natural, but he also wants to call us deeper into something that's a little bit more supernatural, you know? Yeah. I and love so, that song. You're calling me deeper, deeper still. And I'm going deeper, deeper still into your love. Like we're always sorry, did you want me to sing with you? No, I'm just you, you, usually, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just I'm like, jamming usually, over here. Usually you join right in. <laughs> but uh, your love keeps but I think you have to be intentional about these things. You have to, like, think about, yeah, and when I'm in the store and there's a million people crowding around and I'm trying to get my checklist done, I have to be like, okay, why are we here? Like, yeah, I mean, it's not to get the perfect thing at the perfect time, you know. There was, like, a long line. Because here's the other thing is there's, like, lots no, of work. No, there's no one working. No, I, I say as I was stay at home mom, there's no one working. No, <laughs> nobody but, wants to work anymore. No, I think that they're just having a hard time getting workers, and um, and so there's, which is just this crazy. And I really don't work. think it's that people don't want to work. I think that there's just an influx of people that's come into our city, and um, so like certain stores like at. Department stores like Walmart or Dollar Tree. There's so many people buying, but they don't have enough people. So yeah. So anyways, work. there was a really long line, and um, the person, the person in front of me, um, just got mad and left their cart there and huffed and puffed and left. I was like, oh, really mad. I'm like, oh, what do you have in here? I was like, let's Anything see. I can get. But it was like a full cart too, and and she counted the cost of waiting in that line, and I'm like, okay. We probably all could have walked away from our carts. Did we need anything that was in our cart? Yeah. It's like at the end of the day, we think we need a lot of stuff that we don't. Yeah. So I'm trying to, I'm excited for Thanksgiving. I, we are going to go visit uh, my husband's family. And we, I love that about my mother-in-law. She's like, I remember as a kid, we'd have, they'd make us eat 20 dishes and I'd have to have everything on my plate and I'd be so sick afterwards. And I'm like, oh. So she likes to keep it a little bit simpler. So I'm excited for that. And um, and so I'm just excited to have some family time. But I love, I would love Rachel to share her um, her tradition that you started a couple years ago, three years ago. Oh, with our friends. Yeah, we're just going to eat food. And uh, the other thing I try to do, when we go around the table and say the thing I'm thankful for, something we changed in our families, instead of saying something I'm thankful for, we say, what was something that the enemy meant for evil that God used for good? Oh, that's good. And I mean, so you can recognize where some, God was working. Yeah, something that is like, what is something you're thankful for that at the time you got it, you were not thankful for, it, basically. <laughs> yeah. And so that's kind of a thing I've done that's differently. And then also we try to include some 
Canadian like flair really just because my daughter's Indian but we try and Indian food's really good so I try to sneak it in at all the yeah same here well like a couple what about oh three years ago oh yeah. these are drying out Rachel we gotta hurry well you gotta get a wet washcloth and put them on here you were the one who stopped rolling I've never stopped rolling this whole time <laughs> I never okay. stopped rolling that's one thing is these lumpia wrappers dry out super fast so go get a wet wet Towelette. Do you have Tell- paper towels and then just I don't have paper towels. On top. Remember my zero waste journey? Yeah. I'm at the end of it. <laughs> just kidding. Well, so we started um, a few years ago during Thanksgiving. Now, like, were you in India then? Yeah, because Serbi's Gotcha Day is the day before Thanksgiving. Oh, so Nat Nat was in India. And so I literally, I was, my husband and I were separated. I was here by myself with just Ariana. So I, I literally had nowhere to go. And it was so sweet because our friends, who is, like, our dear, dear friends, and, I mean, our girls are pretty much growing up as sisters, and they invited me over for Thanksgiving, and now this will be our fourth Thanksgiving together. Friendsgiving. Friendsgiving, yeah. And on Thanksgiving Day, we just get together, we have dinner, but then we sing Christmas carols. So my one sister was like, you've met your people. Like... <laughs> Who just want to eat dinner and then sing and play instruments together afterwards so it's become like a really special tradition to us because a lot of times natalie goes to her in-laws and her in-laws are so sweet because they would have us over in a heartbeat too but that's just something we've done and we love it yeah and uh um i love how you guys invite people Oh, Each, yeah. Like you find, you find someone who would be alone that day and you try to make them and successfully. Could, could you be any louder? Sorry. Do you have scissors? Maybe that'd be so loud. Yeah, I have scissors in the dishwasher. Well, also, too, um, not just even families that would be alone, but maybe families that aren't traveling for Thanksgiving. And Which I think just, it's going to be a lot of us this year because of gas. Yeah, and it would just be their family. And it's like, well, why doesn't your family join our family and their family? And so sometimes, I mean, last year we we did it at one of our friends' houses, but it was with that same couple that we always do it with, our dear, dear friends. And how many family did we have there? There's like, probably 25 people there. In your two-bedroom apartment, you shove them in and... I mean, last year when we did that, you were with us last year, weren't you? No, you were not. No, where were we? I don't remember. No, we had our own Thanksgiving with my husband's family, but yeah. Yeah. So. I might be sampling Olympia right now. That's why it sounds so funny. But I wanted to ask Nelly, what is something that you are thankful for from this year? Something that the enemy meant for harm and... It ended up being really good for you. You put me on the spot, Rachel. Well, now you know for when you. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, a big thing would be These our papers are louder than the plastic. <laughs> our daughter's health journey. Um, we uh, found out this year that she had epilepsy, and I, I people hear epilepsy, and then oh, these are really loud wrappers. Do you need to wrap them? Yeah, because they'll stick together. They don't. I I just freeze them. If you lay them as flat as you can when you freeze them, then they're fine. Okay, well, now I just cut up a bunch of your parchment paper. Well, we'll use it for other stuff. Speaking of zero waste, <laughs> you can recycle it, which is apparently not very good for the environment. Um, so something that, I don't know, could have seemed really bad at the time and we're thankful now is... Um, we found out this year that my daughter has epilepsy and people hear that and it's it sounds scary and it kind of is but it's very very manageable because it's not se- severe at all and um she's never had like a grand mal seizure those are the ones that like are really dangerous and can make you um have a lot of problems but she was having this very subtle absent seizure so much so that my husband literally didn't even notice and i was like i swear this isn't right this isn't right and i just you know your mom's intuition and um and I just had a mama's intuition that I was like something is not right this is not normal and I'm so glad that I trusted my my well it was the holy spirit in me honestly it's not some super you know woman thing I I think it's really the holy spirit but I just got this feeling like something's not right and without going into too much detail 
we got referred to the this doctor and that doctor and finally it's a long process too it is a long and all the while i'm like lord what if this is really serious what if it's something more you know we finally saw a neurologist and he diagnosed her with um uh epilepsy and got her on a medication and and that was another thing we prayed like do we do medication do we not like what it that's also a hard decision to make and but um but yeah, at, at the end of the day, we started on a really low dose of a medication, and all of a sudden, she just like, I don't know if come alive is the right word, but basically her epilepsy was keeping her up all night long. If you looked at her EEG, she was technically sleeping, but she wasn't getting that deep rest that you need. Um, I think I wrapped that last one with uh, two wrappers on accident. It's really thick. That's okay. Well, you get a double blessing, whoever gets that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so we, she, her, her brain waves were spiking all night long. She wasn't getting any rest. And so once she was able to have good sleep, I think the first night on the medication, she slept like 12 hours or something. And now she's getting restorative sleep and she's had like language development happen mm, really quickly. Yeah. And, you know, at the time, it just seemed like, oh, this is such a horrible thing. But honestly, it's like the easiest condition we have. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I mean, that sounds horrible. But it's it's basically been um, totally, I don't know if you call it cured or under... Manageable. Manageable like. with medication, for sure. Like, we have no symptoms, not even the absent seizures anymore. She hasn't had any relapse... Yeah, and so I think just think God's so good. He's taking care of us and gave us the wisdom of who to go to and what questions to ask and, you know, what specialists to see. And um, so it's just been it's just been a, a whole journey. And and that's, you know, I, I part of me didn't want to go to the appointment. I mean, I was going to take her to the appointment. But leading up to the appointment, I was like, I don't want another diagnosis. I don't want another label on my child. And some friends that are in an adoption support group with us are just like, your kid is the same kid before and after the diagnosis. Mm. And they're like, and you are the person that God chose to be her mom. And so he's going to equip you with the things you need to be her mom. And it just encouraged me so much. And I now I talk about it so nonchalantly, but I never want people to think that I'm nonchalant about it. Because at the time when you were going through it, especially when you didn't know what it was, it it's was, really scary. But you, the, again, that's where you just had to trust God with your kid. And I'd have to go to those doctor's appointments and have no medical history. And they'd ask me all these questions about her bio parents, and I couldn't tell them. And then, the, and then a new doctor wouldn't know she's adopted, so I'd have to explain the whole story. And, and you know, I always love telling her adoption story. But And other adoptive parents probably feel this too, and you probably felt this way. It's so hard to write unknown on a on a medical form. Yes. I hate writing, and they, I have to just write unknown, 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 unknown. I know. I'm like, ugh, this paper. It's less stuff I have to write. So, but still, yeah. No, I wonder about that sometimes too. If like she had a serious medical condition, we wouldn't know where it came from, or. And there's genetic testing nowadays today, but I mean. But that would be true whether you had a biological child or not. Yeah. But, but that's really cool, Nat. I mean, so it's she, been a process, and we're still in the process. Honestly, we still don't have all the answers. But don't you think she's, she's so amazing? Oh yeah. And she's just so, come such a long ways in such I a love, short amount of time. That's the other thing I love about celebrating her gotcha days. We get all the pictures out. We tell the stories of our trip, and to India. And it's just a fun, we reminisce a lot, and um, and then we get to look at how small she was, and how much she's grown, and it's how, amazing. So, well, Rachel, what about you? What are you thankful for? What is something God has done in your life? Well, I'm just, you know, I... Don't cry. I'm just so emotional. I, know. I guess for me, I said we weren't going to cry. We're not going to cry. I'm just so thankful for the breakthrough that I've seen the Lord in myself. Like, I know that sounds a little selfish, but yeah, um, it's so selfish when you have personal growth that like improves your whole family. This is going to fall apart if you put it in a fryer. Just so you know, so that's why I set that one aside. Rachel, you're like a judgmental auntie that I never 
Well, I don't want somebody to get a lumpia and then it fall apart when they go yeah, into that's, the fryer. Oh, it's like the equivalent of your ice cream cone falling on the Yeah, floor. because then you have to completely, like, get change your oil out. And everything. Okay. Oh, my gosh. So, what yeah. were you saying? So, this time... <laughs> okay, I'm going to try and... I think I'm overstuffing the thin ones. My okay, bad. yeah. My bad. This time... My bad. This time last year, Ariana was, like, being expelled from preschool. And that was really hard because I was the teacher, so I had to step down from teaching as well because I... It was behavior stuff that she yeah, was struggling with. it was with. really having a lot of behavior problems. I know somebody was like, wasn't that so embarrassing that that was your kid and you were the teacher? I'm like, honestly, if you, you just don't get embarrassed anymore. Because, <laughs> because you had 26 foster kids. Yeah, and it, you know what? It's like the Lord. The Lord knew that I needed to, like, come home and, like almost like nest with her you know and there was some behaviors that I really got to work with her and now so many people are like wow it's like night and day what are you guys doing you know they all want to know what the secret is and it's like it's the Lord it's the Lord in her but also being able to come home with her and really focus on certain behaviors and help her learn how to deal with those you know one even like you've had a lot of time for personal growth and development yeah too. so at the time it was devastating because i loved working i loved my little preschoolers and i look at that little lumpia oh and even the place that i was working at they didn't ask me to step down it was just it wasn't working with our daughter being there so i wasn't even asked to step down but i it, to me it was like well what's the point of trying to find another realm of child care for her just so i can still work you know and so, like, the Lord was really calling me home. It was just like, you need to take this time. Not home, like, to heaven. No. <laughs> like, the Lord was calling me home. Was calling me to, like, stay at home with our daughter. And so then this year, we she started kindergarten, and we've been homeschooling. And, like, the Lord has just revealed to me over and over again, like, why we choose to homeschool, why we choose to keep her home. And I'm just so blessed for, like, the bonding that's happened between us. And then just the growth I've seen in her. Just so much growth like how hard she has worked to um change her behaviors you know yeah and work and like work out some uh because she's big highly behaviors. yeah big big behaviors because it's one thing to have behaviors but she was you know she was it was to the point where some other parents were like not even wanting their kid to be in the same class with her and stuff you know what i mean because it had gotten a little hard because she's incredibly intelligent oh she's so smart and she was i think she was really bored with what they were doing in preschool hey i was the teacher well not because you were doing boring no she could read and she could do math and she was you know well for her mostly the her problems lied with the social like she just had trouble and she's been doing so well like we can actually go to friends houses and it doesn't end in a temper tantrum, or it doesn't end with her getting angry. And I think we forget, especially with our little ones, that they have to be taught everything. Yeah. And some kids naturally, it comes more naturally to them, the interpersonal communication stuff. But some kids have to be taught like explicitly, yeah. you know. So I guess I'm just thankful for that. I'm I'm also thankful for just you know infertility has been such a hard thing, and the waiting has been so hard. But I really just feel like at peace about that I think I've just wrestled with it for so long and I'd have moments of being at peace you know like oh I'm at peace I accept this but I really feel for like the first time I'm just okay with all right Lord you're gonna do what you're gonna do mm-hmm. and it's not so painful anymore oh that's like, good it just feel like you've be, had some breakthrough yeah it just used to be so painful and I actually went to a baby shower the other day and had so much fun was able to hold a baby was able to just enjoy myself and there was no pain there That's like usually so there's a little bit of a stink like mm-hmm. i could i've gotten to the point where not jealousy but just oh, i guess you have jealousy. to call it what it is yeah sometimes jealousy oh and i was at a friend's house uh, or a friend's birthday party a few weekends ago and she said something about them being done having kids and okay if the lord wants to have more we'll have more but i'm i'm done like you know and everybody laughing kind of it being like a joke and in the past that kind of comment would have like stung so bad like mm-hmm. oh i can't believe these people are and that's like their normal thing that they're doing with and they're like but my heart would have been broken to know that some people 
like are so glad that they're done having kids you know what I mean whereas mm-hmm. I'm like oh gosh I would give anything to be able to have that problem you, you know? just can't judge someone for the season they're in yeah and but it just when there's a baby shower in our church like once a week so you gotta yeah be ready for it but you know it just it just but that's what it's so nice when you are at that point where you're like I am so happy for you with no hurt in my own yeah or jealousy and it didn't sting like I don't think I don't know when like there always is a little sting like I've I've gotten to a point for years now that I've just learned to live with it but now you don't feel like I've just learned to live with it I feel like okay lord you know that I want these things but my heart belongs to you and it's that same praise posture of I'm going to be thankful and praise you for no matter what. And just what he's done in my marriage. I mean, it's been two years since we renewed our vows. You know, my husband and I were going to get a divorce, and the Lord brought us back together, and that seemed impossible. And we're going to post a marriage episode that has the whole story. Or have we not posted that? I know, because my husband and I just celebrated 10 years of marriage. Oh, yeah. so. So, yeah, my husband and I came back together, and just how we've been growing together in the Lord and how much... I've seen him step into the priest of our home and how the Lord's just aligned our marriage. And it has just been so wonderful. I said one thing, Rachel. Oh, I'm sorry. just kidding. No, you can share I just have so, I mean, I was telling my husband this just the other day. We had like put up our tree. We were just sitting yeah, on the Rachel couch. Rachel put up her tree in April. Just no, kidding. I don't. No, it was, it was November, wasn't it? Yes. It was the first week of November. Um, geez. So I... I'm going to cry, but I was just, I was sitting there with my husband and our little girl is just sitting there watching. We have this little train that goes around our Christmas tree and her little curls like falling perfectly down her back. And she was wearing this little dress and this little bow in her hair. And she just looked so beautiful to me. And the lights were twinkling and the little train, she was just watching the little train go round and round and round. I, I do that too. I don't know why that's so mesmerizing sometimes. I just watch that train go round and round the track. But I was just watching her and I just looked at my husband and I said, I know like there's a lot of things that we want in our life and a lot of unanswered prayers right now. I said, but I, I just feel so content. And I think that's what my heart right now is to our listeners is to whatever it takes to find that place of contentment because you can't be content when all your prayers are answered you can't be content just when you're in a good season you know you can't be content when everything is going right it's like because most of life is not that yeah i mean because contentment is a heart posture i think don't you it has nothing to do with circumstances Because why are the most happy people those that have very little Mm -hmm. and those that are the most miserable have so much? Yeah. You know, I mean, you can not... Oh, no, that was a good one, too. You dropped Olympia! I'm sorry. That is a party foul. I know, I'm sorry. But yes, but just like this contentment towards the Lord for everything, you know? I mean, if you're not in a... If you thought you'd buy a house by now and it still hasn't happened and you're still living in an apartment or you are waiting for a child or you're waiting to get married or you're there's just something that you feel like the lord has promised you but it hasn't come to fulfillment i my heart is that you would just find contentment in the season that you're at because even when you come to the season where everything is going right you're still not going to have that contentment because there's can't have it when things are not good you'll never have it like, yeah i know that sounds kind of harsh but yeah no i think that's why we surround ourselves with like god called us to be in community we're supposed to be in family we're supposed to um have those things so as we come up on thanksgiving i want you guys to think about um sorry my teacher voice just came out i want you all to write an essay and no, i'm just kidding i want you guys to think about what were things that God, that could have been, you know, Satan wanted to use them for evil, but God used them for good. And you might have to think for a while, but here's the beautiful thing about thankfulness and gratefulness is it's kind of contagious. Once you start training your brain to think about, um, it's definitely a catalyst. Yeah. You, then you start to remember, oh, I'm thankful for this and this and this. And, oh, yeah, it could be a lot worse. It could be this way. It could be that Mm -hmm. way. And, oh, I remember a year ago I was praying for this thing, and now it's come to pass. And and, 
um, yeah, it's just changed. So start writing things down that you're grateful and thankful for. And um, I loved our Thanksgivings growing up because Christmas was a family holiday. Like mm -hmm. it was, we'd go to church on Christmas Eve and be with other people. But yeah. Christmas Day was for immediate family. And, um, but Thanksgiving was for everybody. And my mom would feed, what, like 30, 40 people sometimes? Yeah. What do you think our biggest Thanksgiving was? Probably like 40 people. Yeah. So she would feed and invite all these people and come as you are. And I remember, and she would spend all day cooking and the day before. And um, and we'd help and stuff, and the aunties would help too. But I remember she had made like a traditional Thanksgiving, and everything was all cooked and ready to go. And then we were about to pray, and someone said, there's no rice. And someone's like, put on a pot of rice. But, you know, it takes like an hour. And it was time to eat dinner. And remember yeah. what happened. So then, um, like, there was no rice. Which, okay, if you guys know about Filipino people. Like, in the McDonald's in the Philippines, they serve rice. Like, every, there's rice. You eat rice with every single meal. And one of her aunties like, it's okay. I'll be right back. And she ran to her car. And she pulled out a literal cooked like rice in a Pot rice cooker. Yeah. She had cooked it in a rice cooker and had it. Do you yeah. remember why she had it in her car? I don't know, but she's like, crisis averted. But what was so funny is my mom had this elaborate setting and everybody's like, where's, where's the, the rice? rice? <laughs> like, but our auntie saved the day by having cooked rice in her car. Maybe she yeah. was, just had it ready for That's later that day. Steven. You need mashed potatoes and rolls and rice and stuffing. Basically and every carb you can think of, it's <laughs> got to be on the table. So um, we just pray that you guys are blessed this year yes. and hope that. And that you do just find that things to be just so grateful for. And that makes life easier when you're thankful. This yeah. package of Lumbia only has 11. We need to figure out a way to make one more. Well, I know. At the time we've talked to you, we've we've made how many dozen? We've like six, seven six dozen? Six dozen, yeah. So, so that's pretty good for just two Filipinas, I'd yeah. say. Well, anyways, you guys, we love you so much. And we're so excited for the podcast to come. And we're so excited because hopefully next time Natalie and I are recording a podcast, she will be a mom of two. We will see. Well, you're already a mom of two, but you'll legally be a mom of two. And have them in my custody. Yes. Well, you have one. Adoption is such a weird thing because yeah. <laughs> I have one on the way, but I, and then I tell people that and they look at my stomach and I'm like, I'm not pregnant, just I'm I'm adopting a baby. Or yeah. not a baby, a child. So it's a paper pregnancy. Paper pregnancy. It's been so long. Okay. So I'm ready to Well hopefully adoption takes like what, two years internationally, you know? <laughs> like yeah. Like the gestation period of a elephant. <laughs> so anyways, um have a very happy thanksgiving and feel free to post on our instagram instamamas and our yeah what facebook you're page for. what you're thankful for and we've been posting national adoption month stuff all month so get on there and if you live locally and want to buy some lumpia we can get we just made six thousand yeah but that's already sold so <laughs> anyways thanks, thanks for, for listening, listening.